Hi, welcome to the podcast. This is the Biomedical Engineering News. I am grateful to be here. I'm your host, Nicholas A. Cusado. Today is January 30th, 2020, and today we're going to speak about a couple things, right? Okay. So, the magically healing smoker's lungs. Uh-huh. Brain tumors manipulate new brain synapses. Yeah! Scary failed China gene editing baby experiment. Three cups a day uh, of tea could reduce your risk of Alzheimer's. <sighs> the coronavirus conspiracy or not? <laughs> a nootropic trail mix recipe for y'all. <laughs> and our biohack of the day, Wim Hof breathing exercises. You feel me on that? Woo! All right, let's let's get this over with. Yeah, so uh, today's gonna be a great day, y'all. So I'm going to try this a little bit differently. I'm going to turn off the music, just use it as segues between each of these fun little articles I'm going to go off of. And today we have lungs damaged by smoking can magically heal, that says a study. And healthy cells can emerge from to replace damaged areas according to research published in Nature. So we want, we want to note that any tobacco damaged or cancer prone ones are uh, kicking, you know, emerging to replace some of the old ones. Uh, and this article published on Thursday in the journal Nature says the, the body appears to draw on a reservoir of healthy cells to replace smoke damaged ones in the lungs of smokers when they quit. The, the author, Peter Campbell, says... Um, it's never too late to quit. And that's awesome. There is a study of people who smoke for 30 or 40 more years. And, um, yeah, the analysis uh, took in 16 people's biopsies of lungs. And uh, they were current smokers, ex-smokers, adults who had never smoked, and children. Uh, looking for mutations that could lead to cancer. Well, these genetic changes that appear in the body cells are a normal part of aging, and many of these mutations are harmless, or so-called the passenger, passenger, passenger mutations. And uh, if we get enough of these driver mutations, then uh, the cell will become a full-blown cancer. Well, they, they, the study found nine out of every 10 lung cells in current smokers had mutations, including those that can cause cancer. Um, ultimately, up to 40% of the total lung cells in ex-smokers were healthy, four times more than their 
than in their still smoking counterparts. Um, yeah, once a, once a person quits smoking, the cell gradually proliferate from this safe harbor to replace the damaging cells. I wish they said how quick, you know, but um, we can always, you know, assume maybe it's pretty quick. Hopefully it's, uh, you know, more investigation coming along. And let's move forward. To the article in nature nature this is actually going to be part of our abstract of the day i'll get to there we'll get there i know you're excited settle down yeah okay so real quick just to get uh some some background on it this is about brain tumors uh manipulating neighborhood synapses so the, the nature reported that the growth of brain tumor can be affected by activity of its neighboring neurons. The finding that such tumors send signals that boost connections between these neurons reveal a pathway that drives cancer growth. All right, so a type of non-neuronal brain cell is called a glial cell, which can give rise to a lethal cancer cell called gliboblastoma. And half of the cells in the human brain are glee cells, which normally act to support the function communication of neurons. Yet, despite uh, decades of research, there's no existing treatments for glioblastoma that substantially increases the survival time of people with such tumors. Well, this uh, report uh, analyzes the effects on the brain of certain glioblastoma-associated mutations. These insights actually might open up new strategies for anti-cancer research. So let's, let's just jump right into our abstract. All right, and this abstract is called PIK3CA variant selectively intin initiate brain hyperactivity during gliomagnesis. Gliomagnesis. All right. So let's give a little deeper voice to this. Okay. Glioblastoma is a universally lethal form of brain cancer that exhibits an array of pathophysiological phenotypes many of which are mediated by interactions with the neural, neural microenvironment. Recent studies have shown that increases in neuronal activity have an important role in the proliferation and progression of glioblastoma. Whether there's reciprocal crosstalk between glioblastoma and neurons remains poorly defined. As the mechanisms that underline how these tumors remodel the neural milieu towards increased activity are unknown. 
here using a native mouse model of glaster, glioblastoma, we have developed a high throughput, throughput, throughput and vivo screening platform and discover several driver variants of PIK3CA. We show that tumors driven by these variants have divergent molecular properties that manifest in selective initiation of brain hyperexcitability and remodeling of the synaptic constituency. Furthermore, secreted members of the glycocan GPC family are selectively expressed in these tumors, and GPC3 drives gliomagnesis and hyperexcitability. Together, our studies illustrate the importance of functionality integrating diverse tumor phenotypes driven by individual, yet related, variants and reveal how glioblastoma alters the neural microenvironment. That's awesome. I think there's a lot of potential. Moving forward. Alright, so the scary thing about Chinese failed gene ba baby gene Okay, so my mic turned off for a little bit, but let's try to do this before it dies again. Okay, so nationalinterest.org reports the team used CRISPR on human embryos in a bid to render them resistant to HIV. Okay, okay, yeah, so we had a little glitch right there, but um, I'm back. Dang, my, my, my mic was all messed up, but let's just keep going with it. I'm grateful. All right, so the team uses CRISPR on human embryos in a bid to render them resistant to HIV infection, but instead they generate different mutations about which we know nothing. More than a year ago, the world was shocked when he, Jaden Kuo, Jian Kui, uh, the Chinese biophysicist, attempted to use CRISPR to modify human embryos and make them resistant to HIV, which led to the birth of twins Lulu and Nana. All right, so a recent uh, release of the experts from the study has uh, generated some concerns. So real quick, CRISPR is the, you know, the gene-ang tool, and let's give some background on this uh, experiment. So Cas9, which cuts the DNA, and RNA, which guides the Cas9 to the position where it's supposed to cut off, and then you take uh, the, the natural repairing process of DNA, which happens a lot. It's pretty frequent. Um, well, they, that's how they perform the deletions, insertions, and modifications. So it's sort of like using the body to do it by like, I guess in a Petri dish or so. Um, so, well, they, they target the gene CCR5, which is necessary for the HIV virus to enter the white blood cells or lymphocytes and infect our body. Well, one variant of CCR5 called CCR5 Delta 32 is part missing a particular string of 32 letters. <laughs> oh boy, I feel it. 
the Wuhan virus. No, I'm just kidding. I'm okay. Uh, 32 layers of DNA code. Uh-huh. And this variant naturally occurs in the human population, results in a high level of resistance, uh, you know, in uh, most common types of HIV viruses. Oh, this is a terrible episode. The team tried to modify CCR5 close to the C Delta, the CCR5 Delta 32. Uh, well, they, they uh, as a result, they created different mutations, which the effects are unknown um, and may not actually confer HIV resistance. May have other consequences. They, they don't really know yet, but worryingly, they didn't test any of this and just went ahead and implanted the embryos. So that's a big uh, no-no. And then a second uh, error comes from the mosaic effect, which um, it, it's when an organism has a mixture of edited and unedited cells called a mosaic, like piecing together a little work of art. Yep, so it, this is, this is really, you don't know what could happen, I guess. It was a bad idea to begin with. It, that's what they, they report. The, the twin's father was HIV positive, and um, I guess there's already a way to prevent an HIV positive father from infecting embryos, and they, uh, it's called sperm washing. Uh, yeah, sperm washing, and they actually used it. So it kind of feels like they were trying to reduce the risk of HIV infection for the twins later in life. However, you know, there's already safer existing ways to control the risk of infection, such as condoms and mandatory testing of blood donations. Um, uh-huh. But, but you never know, right? And, it's we'll we'll just have to keep up with Lulu and um, the other baby, Lulu and Nana. Lulu and Nana. And they're they're pretty, pretty darn cute if that's a real photo. I don't think that's the right photo, but you'll see in the thing. Let's move forward. And happy news. Okay. Happy news. Drinking three cups of tea every day could slash the risk of Alzheimer's by more than a third, according to this new study. Researchers in the U.S. have identified a link between protection from the degenerative disease and flavonoids, uh, which is an antioxidant found in plant pigments that is present in nearly all fruits and vegetables and as well as tea. So basically, they tested 900 elderly people for an average of six years, tracking what they ate and monitoring who went on to develop Alzheimer's. So those in the group, which had an average of 81, ingested uh, the tea were most likely 48% less to succumb. Awesome, drink some tea guys, that's all.
All right, I'm gonna leave this on for this one because this is a this is a wormhole. I want the I want you guys to feel this. You know, feel the wormhole. Feel it. Do you feel it? Okay. Okay. So, real quick, Harvard epidemiologist says he is not saying the coronavirus was bioengineered as a bioweapon. A new study analyzing the full genome says it does have a certain segment of its genome encoding a special protein to get into human cells. And here's a kicker. It did not get there through natural random mechanisms. So if this is a not natural recurring virus, then where does it come from? Well, if you read the too long, don't read, here it is. Number one, seafood market is not the source. Number two, the RNA coronavirus mutates really fast. Number three, genome has unusual middle segment never seen before in a coronavirus. Number four, isn't from any recent virus mixing. Number five, that mystery middle segment encodes protein responsible for entry into host cells. Question is, was this released by accident or by design and why? Reports BGNY of Reddit. <laughs> uh, but, you know, if you click on the thread and see Eric, Dr. Eric Fangle Ding, Dr. Eric Ding, he, um, he's a public health scientist. Um, he has a 15-year career at Harvard. Uh, he graduated Harvard in 07, John Hopkins in 04, and he's a pharma whistleblower. And we need people like that in our, in our reports because, um, you know, they, they're saying that's a high pandemic risk than SARS and uh, this is based on analysis from New Day versus uh, versus SARS so I don't know with 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 data coming out saying how vice vice reports how scientists have already developed a coronavirus vaccine I wouldn't be surprised if it was already you know if it was released by accident I think I think we're doing pretty good with with um, China right now with the trade deals and you know why would we want to but who says it's us maybe it's another country but who is China most a threat to besides us I mean I think there's pretty good world peace besides Iran but Iran seems to be come around the bend um, well, U.S. News reports that hospitalized coronavirus patients develop pneumonia, about 10% die, says a study. And I, I think, you know, it's time to boost your brain with some trail mix. Let's move forward. This high protein brain boosting trail mix is 
going to be your new favorite snack. And here's why. Okay. Yep, I know, it's exciting. All right, so they talk about nootropics. So what, what are nootropics? Well, it's another way of describing herbs, supplements, foods, and compounds that are great for our brains. This recipe is designed for times of day when you're feeling the lethargy or lowness or brain fog. So one of two key ingredients for this brain-boosting blend is cordyceps, mushrooms. So while all mushrooms are a great source of antioxidants, cordyceps mushrooms are especially adept at providing the body with energy. They enhance our cells' ability to use oxygen, which is very important for brain circulation and cognitive function. The second ingredient is rosemary. Rosemary is personally her favorite for the afternoon when she wants a little pick-me-up and she doesn't want caffeine. It's pretty common to hear the benefits of rosemary for memory or cognition or for brain clarity. It comes back again to the ability to increase circulation throughout the body, especially the brain. Alright, another one is almonds, which are packed with protein fiber to help to stabilize blood sugar, as well as sesame seeds, which are protective against free radicals, anti-inflammatory, and good for heart health. My problem with that is that it's hard to find organic sesame seeds, but if you can find it, let me know. I guess you gotta go online and search, but if you go to the store, it's nearly impossible. And, um, let's give a little bit. One more thing. Yeah, purify the vessel, and this is time for our All right, so here we go. This final little biohack. The advantages of Wim Hof Method breathing. So what is Wim Hof breathing? So I'm gonna do it real quick so you guys can be a part of the magic, right? <laughs> Maybe not that fast, but you know, you could do it pretty slow. But here it is. It's the process of releasing your inner fire. It's focused on deep and rhythmic inhalation and exhalations. It's called controlled hyperventilation or power breathing. And it's followed by a retention time where you hold your breath for an uh, X amount of time. And uh, this, this breathing exercise, you release more energy, you know, influencing your nervous system and changing various physiological responses. So basically you're inducing a voluntary short stress response, which ultimately will lead to more resilience towards everyday stress, mentally and physiologically, and feeling more in control. That's only one pillar of the Wim Hof Method. The other two pillars are cold therapy and training your mindset. So when these are combined, you're gonna be stronger, gaining better health. 
and and they they actually have um, linked to reducing symptoms of diseases like rheumatoid arthritis, multiple sclerosis, Parkinson's disease, asthma, uh, and several autoimmune disease. The fun part, you know, about all this is that you're able to actually shut down your autoimmune system for a little bit and, you know, trying to regulate your body temperature in the process. So, um, give it a try, guys, you know? Uh-huh. Yep, so start your journey. Check out the website. You could just watch him do it on Joe Rogan. His YouTube channel is super fun. And I hope you have a great day, guys. I love you.